Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes, your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups we see companies making and the practical strategies you can implement today. Changing up this episode, it's a sasshole sound off. Call it a rant, call it constructive criticism. We're just clearing the air. This month's sound off is about getting scrappy when you have no money for marketing. We are your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to the shit show. Sound off number three of the wedding sassholes. Okay, so if you've never listened to a sound off before, God help you. (laughs) 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 So in general, in life, Vanessa and I have a pretty strong plan for content over the months of things we want to talk about and help teach you guys. But in between, situations arise and these sound off Mm -hmm. episodes come to play. Yes. So today, it was today, actually. So it happened to work out just perfect. We had a sound off scheduled. Today, I had a great conversation with a newer business. She's in the first 12 to 18 months of owning a company. And she was looking for marketing opportunities for the company. And so I more or less was doing a sales call. I own a marketing company when it comes to helping businesses connect with each other, build relationships, um, get more leads. But... Within that conversation, one of the things we were talking about, I always like to ask other people, you know, what's been the hardest part so far? And what I realized was, as a small business, she was continuously throwing money at marketing opportunities like wedding shows and online listings and things like that. And she didn't really clean up her house first and utilize all of the opportunities that you can use as a small business that are free versus just spending money. And so spending all of that money was creating financial hardship for her within her business. And so that's where this topic came up. Ta-da! Ta-da! And so I texted Vanessa and was like, I know what we're going to talk about today <laughs> because um, I think that as a newer business or at different stages of your company, there is that you have two choices of things that you have a plethora of, right? Maybe never a plethora, I take it back. But you either have time or money. Like Mm -hmm. you either have an overwhelming amount of time as a brand new business, because maybe you're not, you don't have a lot of leads to work. You don't have a ton of events booked. So as a full-time person within your business or even part-time within your business, you have more time. The time scale outweighs the money scale. And in other moments, it's the other way around. As you build your business, it's the other way around. But I think I was blessed to work somewhere that required me to be scrappy because although the owner might have had the budget, he didn't want to give it to me. I did not have that. I was myself. So I had to Uh be scrappy. Right. And so Vanessa and I brainstormed some topics. These aren't overly formal episodes. (laughs) Don't get too excited with yourself. But just sharing tips and stories and things that we have, again, found success in doing personally when it comes to getting creative with your marketing when you don't have any money. Yes. As a new business, or if you are in a slower time, these are a couple of things that you can start to put into action to help build business and to help build that bank account. 
Yeah. And I think if you make a marketing plan as a newer business or as a business, you bought another business or in a struggle bus, if you're in a struggle bus situation, you've been in business a while, the world has changed. How we market has changed. If Mm -hmm. you're in that spot, if you can develop a marketing plan around not so much spending a ton of money and getting scrappy with it, I think you'll always have that in your back pocket. And when you are busier and have less time, you either will be able to hire people to continue to execute your scrappy plan, you know, networking events and social media and all the stuff we're going to talk about today, or, you know, you can look at more opportunities for paid advertising, but you will always have this knowledge in your back pocket. I think this is also just to kind of recap the last couple of years. I think this is also a good thing for people to remember, like during the pandemic, everybody got scrappy. We all were fighting to keep our clothes on kind of thing. So yeah. I think these are also things that if there is another, I'm not saying there's another pandemic, but if there is another economic crisis at any time, these yeah. are things that you can fall back on and really pull up your bootstraps and get to it. Yeah, there's moments where we hear things like, you know, there's a recession coming or a pandemic or maybe your market has a drastic slow season. Vanessa and I are both based in Florida and like it's dead here in July and August. Like not, nobody's really doing events because they're worried about hurricanes and it's so freaking hot here and we do a lot of outdoor weddings. So the season sucks. So like this is one of those times where obviously you can't just turn off the advertising you've already signed up for, but you can maybe get a faster boost by getting scrappy. Yes. So let's All get, right. let's dive into those those different things that we said that we would do. So I would say one of the things when I was really scrappy at the beginning of my business, um, I went and seeked out every free or super cheap event that I could possibly attend and made sure that my ass was there. If it was free and it was anything to do with business or with networking or in the wedding industry, I was there. If it was, I probably did like $20, $25 events. Mm-hmm. I was there. If it was the 45, 65 or up, I was like, let's do more of the 25s and 20s just to get our foot through the door. But I found every free available thing to attend and all of the cheap events. And I was at every single one of them. Yeah, I mean, and when you look at, okay, it's great. She and I have talked about networking. You've heard all about like networking events within the industry and types of events, but there are some interesting groups when you are trying to network outside of the events industry, like Mm -hmm. chambers and BNI meetings and things like that. There are some other opportunities out there that are potentially free for you to go to the first two. And Mm -hmm. you could, I mean, not to say that like, but you could go test it out, check it out, see if it's your vibe. I also suggest if you're a brand new business, maybe reaching out to some of the networking opportunities and saying, hey, if they have a ticket that's $40, $50 and whatever, reach out and say, hey, I'm brand new. I've never been to an event before. Do you offer something like first event for free to come check it out and things like that? You know, I think most organizations really want to get attendance up and wouldn't be opposed to saying, oh, some places just do the first event free, which is great or discounted or at a discounted rate. But I don't know. I think that that's a good way for you to at least try if it is a little bit over your budget to see if that's an option and an opportunity. But like Vanessa said, when you have more time than money, find the events that are super inexpensive and you got to go to those ones because you can't afford to go to all the things. The more people see you out, the more they're going to recognize you. So go to all of those events, have 
the money behind it. So go to all the things. And I think it's okay if you see like a venue doing an open house or a vendor doing an open house. Um, I think that it's okay for you to reach out and say, is it okay for me as I've never been to your venue? I've never seen your space before. Is it okay for me to come out? You know, maybe they say yes and they're collaborative and maybe they say no. And that's all right too. But you can, within your own, you know, neck of the woods, you can search, you know, networking events near me. You can go on Eventbrite. You can go look, dig around through Facebook in the different categories on Facebook, but look around for things that are, you know, free opportunities for you to go check them out. Mm -hmm. Well, you can also find the the open houses that are just for vendors. Yeah. Yeah. There's usually just the ones for couples. Please don't attend an open house and pretend you're a couple. No, no, no. At least like, but that's what I'm saying. It's okay to ask. It's okay to say to them, shoot them a DM and say, is it okay for me to go to that? There's also outside of the wedding industry, there's pop-ups at different businesses that you can put out your photography stuff. You can put out, if you're a catering company, there's pop-ups at um, different venues that it's not necessarily wedding related, but they have vendors come in. So check out the pop-ups in your area and participate in them. Yeah. I've been asked to do them. So, and it doesn't cost you anything. Most of them, they just want more vendors there so that when they have the pop-up and they announce it to whoever their client base is, they have more people on the list of different opportunities for you to meet. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about sponsoring because I think that this was, that's a good example. Pop-up is a great example of sponsoring some of the events. When you see free open houses or you see community events and pop-up events and things like that, be the one to reach out if they don't already have someone in your category, right? Mm -hmm. Especially, this is like, especially if you are a food person, catering, desserts, things like that, because most of the time they want things for people to eat. So reach out to them. But the other thing that's really important is if you provide a unique service. So we have like an event painter, we have a babysitting company, we have dog sitting people. When you see, when you have like a unique category in the wedding and event industry, they, I'm 98% sure they don't have someone who does what you do. Like, so reach out and say, you know, is there an opportunity for me to be there looking for things that are like a pop-up or a planned hosted event? You know, all you're really giving of is time. Maybe it's product if you've got food, but product is cheaper than a booth than paying for a booth. Yeah. Really the thing that you're, you're, it's your time that you are really sacrificing, which Again, you have more time than you have anything else. So I did it. I sponsored so many events when I first started and I got involved with um, different styled shoots. So that's another thing that I would say is yeah, there are websites, there are websites, there are Facebook groups, and they are all geared toward just styled shoots. So yep. start to reach out to those. See if, even if you are a very unique niche type of industry or industry, if you're a very unique type of vendor, reach out and say, hey, we do dog sitting. Would would you be interested in us bringing a few of the dogs out for the photo shoot so you can snap a couple of photos of them being the ring bearers, the flower girls, whatever they are? And we can also get some photos for our portfolio. It builds your portfolio. It builds your yeah, experience. content. Mm-hmm. Gives you content, but it also helps you build relationships with those other vendors, vendors and the venue that you're going to. Styled shoots, they cost you nothing but you get so much out of it. So that's another thing that I would suggest. I did a lot of them when I first started out. Oh my gosh, so many. 
Yeah, but it's a great way, depending upon what you do, you know, to be able to flex your muscles, showcase new products, show things that you've mm-hmm. already created um, and things like that. Style shoes are a great thing, especially in the beginning. And with that is about building quality relationships. So uh-huh. it, when you're going to things like style shoots or networking events or things like that, and we've talked about this, if you have not listened to the networking episodes that we have put out, we have talked about this in depth and we've killed it. So I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but I think it's really important for you to be focusing on building quality relationships with people where you actually get to know it costs nothing to do that. I mean, okay. if we got nothing out of the pandemic, it was zoom. Vanessa and I record this over oh zoom. God. We don't have to be in the <laughs> same room anymore. And so yeah. I got really excited to be able to shift off of in-person coffee meetings to Zoom because if I go to a coffee shop and I'm a new business and I don't have a lot of money, I'm going to spend six, seven, eight bucks on a freaking bougie ass coffee. And and then I'm going to pay the gas to get there and the tolls because we live in a world of tolls. Like it's going to cost me money to go there. But meeting somebody in a networking event and saying, hey, listen, especially other new businesses, because you're all coming up together. Mm-hmm. So building those quality relationships that say, hey, do you want to meet up before the event or after the event when you're going to be there? Or, hey, let's do a Zoom coffee chat. I have coffee at my house. I can make my own damn coffee. It costs you nothing but the time in terms of getting to know someone, but build quality relationships when you're having those one-on-ones, not just business, 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 actually get to know them. Actually get to know them, especially if you're if you're becoming friends with other new businesses. You guys can go through all those growing pains together and that bonds you. So yes, I would I would highly suggest finding a friend that's in the same um, timeline as you mm-hmm. and starting to do more things together. And you'd be amazed how, I mean, I have friends that from the very first networking event I ever went to that I still talk to. And we're, I mean, we're not the best of friends or not like at my- Yeah, but you're good friends. Like, we're right. very good frienders. We see each other at weddings. We see each other at events and we know each other on a personal Refer level. Refer each other business refer each other business like crazy, but you would be amazed. So yes, make that time to really build the relationships. And again, it costs you nothing. It costs you nothing to be nice. <laughs> oh, she just got on the soapbox in case you missed I it. Did. Let me, let me, like just step the soapbox. <laughs> it costs you nothing to be nice. Be the nice, positive person. Go out there and meet the people. Um, another thing that I would suggest is when you're getting scrappy in your marketing is do your do as much yourself as you possibly can. Do your own website, do your own social media accounts, but try to, in your best ability, and there's a lot of um, platforms that have like, uh, what are they called? Templates. Templates mm-hmm. that are really easy to follow. But try to make those look as polished as possible. That will make a big impact on your marketing, but it also sets you up for success. So not necessarily clean up your Instagram, but make it look more pro- more polished and more professional and just do it yourself. It, it saves you the money, but you'd be amazed when you go to someone's, and Shannon knows this because she does um, social media and website audits all the time for people. Oh God, it's painful. Don't call me for it unless you're ready. <laughs> don't, don't ask her to do it unless you're a member of the wedding venue map. But <laughs> she goes on there and she's like, I don't understand. You're a very well-established company but it just looks like your middle schooler is taking over your social media. Like why? Why? It is. And I mean, I think that's the thing about social media, right? Social media, of course there's ads and of course there's things like that, but social media is free marketing for your company. It is free. 
It is free. So now with that being said, I'm going to tell you what that wonderful lady I talked to this morning was. She's like, oh, my daughter does it. I know it could be better, but I just need somebody to do it because I don't know how to do it. And you know what I said to her? Don't, like I said, be ready for it. I was like, that's bullshit. That's a bullshit answer. My 75-year-old mother does the Instagram engagement for my business. She learned, you as a company that are trying to utilize free resources, you have to know how to do the free things. Like you have to know how to utilize social media in the three different ways. One is creating content. One is doing engagement. Number two is doing engagement on those platforms. So you're being a participating in the community. And the third one is how to actually convert. And not for nothing, guys, but YouTube is fucking free. There is the best experts in the world on social media have, there's so many videos of the, on there on how to do that. They, I don't, when people ask me, oh, how'd you learn all this? I'm like, my stepdad calls it YouTube University. <laughs> I do like, too. Because I got my degree this week and how to do an oil change on my car. Like uh-huh. he goes, yeah. YouTube you and learns how to do stuff. You, so you can go on YouTube. They they have it there, but you can also go on the different platforms and type in what you're trying to learn. And on yes. that specific platform, it will tell you how to do it. DIY it, but I mean, do it. Make it part of your marketing plan. And your learn free how to marketing actually plan. do it. Yeah. Learn how to actually do it. Am I saying that it's going to be perfect? No, but something is better than nothing. Yeah, but like something decent is better. Something I'd decent. rather have you do nothing. Literally, this sounds bad, but it actually hurts you more to put up garbage on your social media channels, to put up ugly pictures and stuff that looks like shit. It hurts you more to do that than it does to do nothing. Do do the videos, do learn the it. reels, learn it. And it, I mean, even if you do it, maybe you don't have enough to do once a week. So set out a goal to do it twice a month, but take the time to learn how to do it and then execute yeah. it nicely. Yeah. And but just think free. outside, it's think free. outside the box. It's, it's free. It's, it's free to learn and free to do. It's, it's a free opportunity, but you can't tell me it's too hard or I don't know how go fucking learn it. There's no excuses with that. Okay, so Same let's say you're system. you're going to all these networking events and you're building quality relationships. I think a very easy free thing for you to do is to stay top of mind. And so that means whether you create a spreadsheet for all of the networking connections you've made, whether you have a CRM or you want to track these in a different way, I think it's important to like say thank you to people when they refer you to remind people do either an email newsletter. There's free email marketing platforms. Don't tell me, well, it costs money, Shannon. There doesn't, it's just time. Um, You can come up with the lady I was talking to this morning. She's a caterer. And I said, great, you paid to do all these wedding shows. How are you staying top of mind for those people who weren't ready to book you yet, but might be interested in booking, come up with a recipe of the month. Like, they they're a specific type of caterer and I was like a specific type of food I'm like teach them give them a how-to give them a recipe something like that but it's how do you how are you staying top of mind with the leads you've already got sitting in there that haven't like converted yet but also the referral sources that you have saying thank you sending them leads like sending them things don't cost money like give them tips if you find a great article you watch a good youtube you send them the link and say hey i I just learned how to do this on YouTube. I thought you might want to, you know, this is a cool new thing on Instagram. Here you go and send it over. So it's free to stay top of mind with people. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. 
I like to reach out and just check in on them. Yeah. I think it's just that like, costs, Hey, how are you? Cost nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And how I mean, are you? What events are you going to be going to? What do you have going on this month, this week, whatever? Yeah. And okay. Secret tip again, you know, I like to give you the nuggets. I know nuggets, nuggets. So when, if you go into Instagram now and you open up your Instagram account and you, if your app is updated at all in the last like freaking four months, if you click on the word Instagram on the top, just like the word Instagram, when you're in your regular main feed, not in your account in the main feed, if you click on Instagram, you'll actually see, you don't see this unless you click on the word, there's a little arrow drop down and you can change the feed of your Instagram to see either your favorites or just the accounts you're following. So you can either go into Instagram and favorite the top your top 15 referral sources, or you can do up to 50. You can have up to 50 favorites in Instagram. But one of the things you can do is engage in those accounts. Go in once a week, twice a week, and go in and comment on their posts. It's such an easy way to stay top of mind is by taking the time to go in and like and comment on other people's content. So make sure you're following the type of people you want to do business with, the type of businesses you want to partner with, the ones, you know, when you meet people, at a shoot, go and follow their accounts. So go through your following, do the same thing, liking and comment, but make sure to utilize that favorites capability where you can do up to 50 that you're like really trying. Maybe that's just your referral sources. That's a great way. You know, if you have more than 50, fucking booyah. But as a new business, you probably don't. You probably don't. So that's a good way to just kind of like keep your name in front of them. Yeah. Absolutely. And don't forget about all of the different websites that you can do a listing at that are also, they have free accounts for. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of new, if you start to search, um, you know, listing directory, things like that within your market, you know, websites like Zola, they still have free listings on some of these sites. So look around and see, there's a lot of them. There's like wedding vibe and there's tons of those freaking. There's a lot of new ones that just came out too, but I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Google search the wedding listings and see which ones have free profiles it doesn't hurt to make a profile. You can put up some of your portfolio. You can put up your information, your contact information, and it doesn't hurt to to be on there. Do that until you are more comfortable and you can see which one you might want to pay for. But to be scrappy and to get that free listing, what does it hurt to sign up for it? No, absolutely. And I think Vanessa touched on this a little bit when we talked about like doing things yourself and learning how to do it yourself so long-term it won't cost you money. If you DIY things within your website, right, you've got all this knowledge and expertise or maybe you're new to the business and you don't have a ton of expertise in events, but you've got ideas and things like that. Utilize a blog within your website. If this is something, again, you have more time than money, you can go out to the venues and write a blog post about venue. We have a local photographer who moved to town from another city he's ranking like a motherfucker on google because he keeps writing these blog posts for and he learned enough about seo to be dangerous like you can find ways to utilize your own website even to build better relationships with vendors but you have to know how to do it yourself Mm -hmm. like you can't be paying a web team every time you got to put something up there no not until you've built that business Yep. But that website is the very, all the marketing you're doing in every other place and every other location is leading you directly to 
your website. So don't shit out a crappy website. Like you have to either spend the money one time or damn sure learn how to do it in a way that you're proud of it, what it looks like both on a computer and also on mobile on your phone. Yes, please check the mobile. Oh my goodness. It needs to be oh my God. <laughs> so bad. All right. All right, guys. That is your tips for the episode of ways. I know, I know it's hard when you don't have any money in the bank account. I know when you're looking at bank account and you want to do all the fucking things and you're like, I don't have the money for the things. So get I scrappy. I'm trying to remember. There was a photographer that I worked with. Sorry, sidebar. There was a photographer I worked with and she had met a new vendor that wanted to do a branding shoot. And when she got the prices was very honest with her and said, I, I really want to do the branding shoot with you. Unfortunately, this is currently out of my budget, but it's something that I strive to afford within the next year or so. And she was just very honest about it. And the photographer was like, I totally get that. And now I want to help you with this. Yeah. it's one of those things that it just be be very transparent about, I don't have this in my budget, but it's something I strive for. Put it on your list. Do it yourself until you can strive for that expert that's in that, be it your website. I did my own website for yeah. years until I could afford an actual person to do it correctly. Mm-hmm. And it was money well spent. But those first few years, I did it myself and I had it on that list. This is what I'm striving for. I want to be able to afford to do this. So well, do it don't you think you too, and don't you think too that like we in general, you have things to barter. You yeah. have knowledge about some, you either have knowledge, service, things like that. Like, you know, Vanessa does cakes. She can trade a cake. You know, I'll do the birthday cake for your kid, which is valued at X for you to do Y for me. Like, how can we as small businesses work to help each other with either the knowledge, the coaching, the consulting, the whatever you are an expert at? Don't forget mm-hmm. to utilize that because it's okay to say, hey, I as a caterer, I will trade you out, you know, a dinner for 10 people for you to do X for me. Like we have that opportunity. So don't forget you've got that. If you're working with other small businesses, barter is a great thing to remember. Absolutely. I concur, my friend. If you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or we made you laugh, follow, subscribe, and share this shit with a friend. (laughs) Want to hear our honest opinion on something in the wedding industry? DM us over on Instagram, your pet peeves and annoying situations. And we will add it to the sound off list. Now, I know, add it on. We we got a running list running, but <laughs> so when we when we run out of ideas, we got a good list. But sometimes you guys have to dress up or something like happened today and we get passionate about it. So yes. we want to talk about it. So now go out there and go make some epic shit happen. Have a great week, y'all.